Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsideHeat.com as I am your host, Josh Unix, and today we are back on this beautiful Thursday morning here from the valley. You know, you can never complain about the temperature when it's in the 80s. Today, it's going to be somewhere between like 84, 85, give or take, but it's going to be very, very beautiful. As this time right now, it's just starting to warm up. But I am excited because I have a, we we don't have a lot to talk about, but we do, if that makes sense. As always, guys, we have so many opportunities for you guys to connect with us. It is crazy. We have so many new avenues that you guys can connect through, uh, to us through, right? And the main ones would be Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA, Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat, Tumblr.com slash CourtsideHeat, and then Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat. Find all there. That's the social media. And again, guys, you can find us um, on Snapchat. Don't forget about that. We're trying to add there. We still have no idea what we're doing on there or mainly I. But yeah, I have no idea how to work Snapchat, but I'm getting there. But Twitter's good, Facebook's good, Instagram's good. We're off and running. Also, when everything is said and done on today's podcast episode, remember this buy our hoodies, buy our clothing. Catch up on the Kyrie Irving hoodie for men's, women's, um, any gender. We have it there. So get ready. Get pumped for that. Stand for what you believe in. Stand for who you believe is a good guy. Um, Christmas season's coming around. The holiday time is coming. So what does that mean? We are giving out promo codes. We are. This is not a little like trick. We are legit giving out um, codes right now as we are having our apparel skyrocketing, especially for the holiday season. As you want to get into his comfortable PJs, you want to get the hats, you want to get all the swag, it's there. And you guys just choose it. As I'm talking about those coupon codes, swag is nice to have. But you know what else is really nice? Getting your friend, family member, or anyone else, if you're in a relationship with your partner, whatever, is getting someone something nice. And that's from the Courtside Heat Shop. And right now, when you spend $30 plus store-wide, beginning um, November 7th, which was a few days ago, to, to December 25th, you can get 40% off when you spend 30 plus dollars when you use the code Christmas Cheer. That is Christmas Cheer, C H R I S T M A S C H E E R. The uh, C, the both of the C's are capitalized, nothing else. As that will give you 40% off when you spend 30 plus dollars. Again, that is Christmas cheer. We want to do something incredible as this allows us to get us, get not only get us ready for a holiday season, 
because from our spread shop um, site to our main site on quarterstaheat.com slash store, you now have the opportunity to save buttloads of money just on this one coupon. So now with that being said, you would get hats. We have Dove Nuggets hats. We have these rare cards. We have PSA graded nine. We have PSA graded nine cards. We have PSA graded stuff, autographs. We have everything starting lineups, action figures. We have it all bundles. Also check out Macari because we're adding more there too. We're in there for the holiday season. And it's gonna be one of the best things ever. And not this not to um not to forget, yeah, remember this. We have Christmas basketball. Sure, you have Christmas football. I get people will be excited about that. But now Christmas basketball. You know, I live for those December twenty-fifth and December twenty-fourth basketball games. You may think I'm a freak. And that's the only thing I have really to live for, right? But I actually have more to live for, but it gets up there high. One of the main things I do in my life now is watching basketball. I have the ability to watch the Suns now through DirecTV Stream, which has been a heavenly thing, which is one of the most beautiful things I can ever have and experience. And it's also really cool because uh, I can see all their different basketball teams in the NBA, college. So that's also really cool. But, again, just get on there. You can never start preparing too early for the holidays. We want to get you ready. Go to courtsideheat.com. Go to our shop. Get the deals that you were always meant to have. Get low prices for great quality items that your uh, partner or friend or anyone that you know will absolutely enjoy. And that is a guaranteed through all the people we have uh, sold items to personally and through the computer. It is truly one of the greatest things ever. As I'm pulling up something real quick. We have hundreds upon hundreds of, of sales made. We've made people happy. We have made sure that when people are able to come to Courtside Heat, they are getting the best and they are getting what they want all the time. And that is no joke. So be prepared for that. Be excited. I'm excited as the holiday season is coming up so, 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 so huge. Now, guys, without further ado, let's jump right into this podcast episode by talking about the game of the day, the recap edition. As we had saw yesterday, the Portland Trailblazers took on the five game in a row winning Phoenix Suns. They are now, they are now six and zero, meaning since their last loss. They are now six games winning. They have a winning streak of six games. But you know what's even sweeter than that? Seeing my guy, Frank Tank Kaminsky, when no DeAndre, when guys were slower in the first half and for good portions of the second, 
was able to put together career-high numbers. This is going to be our appreciation section for Frank the Tank, and I'm not even kidding you. This is what the Phoenix Suns wanted to see out of him, was not these types of stats, in essence, but seeing that he's able to step up to the plate and able to have high productivity levels when the team isn't functioning well, or in this case, when DeAndre ain't isn't able to go when he's not 100%. We saw him do this last season. He's very comfortable in this. As he averaged significant numbers, as I said, career numbers and points scored. His numbers were in 32 minutes, 12 of 18 from the field, 2 of 5 from free point area, from free point range, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists, and only 2 personal fouls and 31 points. That is better than. Jay Crowder and JaVale McGee combined, or you would see um, with anyone. Devin Booker only had 12. Chris Paul only had 21. McGee had 14, which was huge. Ran into foul trouble. I didn't like how he had five fouls, because you could tell in the final six minutes, Monty's like, yeah, we're just going to pull you, because you don't want to risk it. So you had to apply him strategically. You have to play him smart, which is such a huge thing because you have this big man. You don't want to foul out. It's like, oh, now our inside's crumbling. Now they're penetrating through their sharp driving. You just don't want to see that. You don't want them going to hybrid mode. You don't want to see Portland do that because despite their 5-7 and seven record, they're still very talented with Powell, with, Powell, with Damian Lillard, with McCollum, with Covington, Nerfic, all these different guys. So do not underestimate this team when given some penetration. But the Phoenix Suns were able to hold on to their lead that they were slowly losing in the second half. Chris Paul turned it on to achieve 21.7 assists and 4 rebounds. That was truly incredible to see. Devin Booker had a very poor night, 5 of 15 from the field, 12 points, but 8 rebounds and 6 assists. So there are caveats to this, but there are also pros to this. There's also benefits to this. So when we're looking at this, good team win. When some players were down, other players stepped up, and we saw them Frank Kaminsky. So now for these next two the four highlights, here's all Frank Kaminsky. And we'll see you within the next few minutes. Well, I meant to say seconds, but you guys get where I was coming from. As those were some sick, sick highlights. You're telling me one of them was an over-under finger roll layup? And he's getting through the lane? It looked like that was his team. He was Devin Booker. That is some elite stuff right there that has been progressing in his arsenal since the beginning of his playing years. My goodness, that is something that you want to see, not only from a, your home team perspective, but from an NBA perspective of, look, you're in position of these, NBA, um, of these Phoenix Suns uh, executives, 
players, management, whatever it is. There, those are critical rules you have to fill, right? Or if you're taking from Money Williams, you're like, yes, this is what we wanted to see. This is what James Jones wanted to see. This is what Sarver wanted to see. This is what they wanted to see. They got the win done. Not only did he score 31 points, but the man secured the win alongside Chris Paul, JaVale McGee, Cameron Payne, and Devin Booker, and all those different talented athletic players. They're now having a six-game winning streak. Understand how significant that truly is. They are turning around their season where people doubted them, but now they're not. That is truly remarkable. As one of the main things we will be looking at in today's games was... Um, or just in general in the NBA, the one thing we're going to be looking at the topic of the day is why all the bad teams have turned good. Why these teams are now suddenly flipping the switch. I'm not including um, the Suns in that category, but that's a sneak preview of what we're going to talk about in a little bit. It just goes to show because now the Suns are 7-3. Seven and, seven and They've turned it around. They were once 1-3, and three, but now I've stepped up to the mound and they're like, yeah, let's do this thing. I'm going to kick your butt. Like that type of mentality. Like that type of mentality. They're like, like, they're like I'm going to pound your teeth and where it's going to be non-existent when I'm done with you. Like when, I, like when they're done with you, you're no longer there. They demolished you, crumble you, ex um, explode you into pieces. That's what they did. They shredded them up. And now they're only two games behind first to nine and one uh, Golden State Warriors, or I'm sorry, the ten and one Golden State Warriors. So it just goes to show that when the chips are down, your back's up against the wall, and you have an ugly start to the season. These players got together and they're like, "Now this is over." If one player's not playing well, if star athlete's not playing well. Then the bench goes in. And the bench outscored a majority of the possessions because you had Kaminsky there at 31 points coming off the bench, which is such a critical aspect of this organization. I've been detailing it for years now that this team is solely dependent upon and independent on teamwork, chemistry. Building off one another, seeing what other guys do to build hype and build momentum, and all those different factors. They've built, they have been considerable teams like the Cavaliers, like the Hawks, like the Blazers. Then they have some gimme ones like the Pelicans and Rockets, even though we were losing 20 of them. So when I'm looking at all of that, this is significant. And it's not like we're the Lakers, no no offense given to them, where they're trying to fight for the step flow because right now they're bouncing, they're hanging around 500, and they're trying to get to a solid place. And currently, they are in the top 10. They're in the top 8 seed. But will that change? Hopefully, because I talked very highly on the Pacific Division. 
which consists of the Clippers, Kings, Warriors, and the Lakers, with the Phoenix Suns, of course. So it's quite incredible to see that, well, going on the Pacific Division, Warriors are 9-1, Suns are 7-3, Lakers are 6-5, Kings are 5-7. The Kings have actually started out much better than what they did last season, beyond the record. Because now you have Harrison Barnes playing well. You have DeAndre Fox getting more touches. You got Davion Mitchell, which is going to be great. So they got guys going. But John Holmes is making a difference. It just depends how you utilize them. Sure, you have the unnecessary drama featuring Marvin Bagley and that horrible breakup, that horrible fall that's going to ensue. But that, but they're playing different. So, the point of the conversation is this. The Phoenix Suns rely on teamwork, chemistry, building off one another, etc., etc. That's what they did against the Blazers in each of their six winning streak games. They have been able to cobble someone together to uh, execute a fishing game plan set up by them and Monty Williams, of course, the coaching staff. And now they're looking at a seven-free start. That is considerably remarkable. That is just tremendous. It is because you start one and free, and now after the explosive game by Frank the Tank, we now have a seven and free team. That is truly amazing for a quick turnaround. You had some easy teams, some turn out not to be. It just depends all. Either with home court advantage or not home court advantage, they were still able to cobble some together. And that is remarkable. And that's why they're a highlighted team heading through 10 games. That is why they were on our list to be game of the day, the recap edition. Because when I was watching that on Valley Sports, I'm like, dang, this team's good. Even in failure by our players, we have difference makers. And we have playmakers. And we have guys that are going to go do the gritty gutty stuff. That will do the stuff no one else wants to do. It's truly amazing. So segmenting out, segmenting out of this. Of the game of the day recap edition. Let's get into the top news of the week. Kind of kind of soft. Kind of um, not that much. But that's okay as this is very important. Both worked and continues to work for the Boston Celtics as a player and as a higher up. But maybe that's not such the case. Real quick. Apologize for squeaking. I have no idea why that's squeaking. Um Celtics are in a battle right now. They're conflicted. They're conflicted right now. They want to get a trade done with the 76ers for Ben Simmons. They've been reportedly interested in trading for Ben Simmons. That is no secret. But one common thing that's been showing up is that the 76ers want Jalen Brown in return, but the Celtics are not interested in trading Jalen Brown away. 
76ers are insisting Brown to be a part of the return for Simmons. That seems to be the falling out point, if there is such one. So let's say there's, if there's going to be a falling out point or a meter where, or a line draw in the sand where there could be a fallout, 100%, it is now looking at Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown, he's averaging 25.5 points per game on close enough to 50% from the field and 40% from the arc. From behind the arc. He's also grabbing six rebounds and hitting 78% free, uh, from, the, uh, from the free throw line. These are all career highs for the 2021 All-Star. Boston has the right to say we're not interested in parting ways with Brown in any trade. Let alone, let alone one for Simmons. And as for context for this, Brown's current sideline due to a sore hamstring is going to be keeping him out for the next one to two weeks. Something to keep out for him, for you fantasy owners. But why is this important? Could this be the fire? Because now you have yourself in a hard spot. Is this going to be a stalemate until one team gives in? Daryl Moore wants a lot for Ben Simmons. That's what the trade value is going for. Right? They're trying to hype this up to get this head case out of their building, but also to recoup some of their investment and build off the investment they put into Simmons, but now in the different assets of draft picks, potential money, or players because they want one starter, one superstar. And Brown is considered an all-star. So they could be considering our superstar to play alongside Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and the rest of that franchise. It gets really interesting. Do we see a trade for Ben Simmons? Sure. Darren Moore has already advocated to not trade Ben Simmons until December 15th. Somewhere around that date. Why? Because that's when more players, um, from a contract stance, are able to be traded. That's when their eligibility is now open to be traded. Because now, that and the contract, and when they sign the contract, are now allowing them to be traded, if so desired, by their franchise, or if one seeks, to, seeks out a trade, or requests a trade. To me... I don't see the Celtics trading for Ben Simmons because there ain't no amount of draft picks or money that's going to convince Philly to give up Ben Simmons. They won Jalen Brown. That's where the roadblocks are happening. And that's where you see uh, the common divider. That's where you see the line being drawn to sand. The Celtics are like, okay, 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 wait, not, not, not him. Anyone but this man. They're pretty much saying he's untouchable. And it would be foolish to think that Robert Williams or Jason Tatum will be available. Especially since they just, Robert Williams signed a huge contract. And he's going to be their permanent center, it seems like. Their permanent big man. And Jason Tatum, you would be a fool for exchanging out with Ben Simmons. I don't care what you say. 
That's just fact. One man will have a more successful and fruitful career than the other. And I bet you it's not going to be that walking head case down Philly that thinks he can be an entitled jerk. But different opinions, of course, on this matter. But you guys get where I'm coming from. I don't see a deal getting done. That's not me reporting anything, but that's me seeing this from a level of luck. If they don't want to give up Jalen Brown, but the Celtics have to give up more? In the eyes of Daryl Morey, general manager of Philadelphia 76ers? This becomes tough. Because now I can't see a stalemate. I could see a true stalemate. And it's not even funny. And that's where we're assessing all these different trades. We're assessing all these different value points for players. Or what's the best bang for the buck on these assets, the, like draft picks, money, team, like, uh, players? How's it all valued? It's crazy because each team has a different value scale for all their players and for their uh, for players that they're um, interested in trading for. Both teams right here value Jalen Green. I'm sorry, Jalen Brown. Brown is too valuable for uh, 76ers to get. They can't get him. That's why Boston doesn't want him. Doesn't want to give him up. That's why they don't want to give him up. Which is a smart move. If you have a man averaging 25.5 points per game. And six being grabbing 6 boards per game. I would never trade him. Especially for the likes of Ben Simmons. Sure, is Ben Simmons... A heck of a basketball player defensively and passing? Okay. I would give him the big man rule of being a playmaker and a defender. He's one of the top defenders in this league. Who actually will play consistent basketball unless you get down to crunch time or you ask something more of him. But I just can't see anyone on the Boston Celtics that they will want to trade. Because we're in the Celtics with Amy Duca. I apologize if I, if I botched his name. But you see, they're 5 and 6. As yesterday, they beat the Raptors 104 to 88. And which was a complete blowout, even though Scotty Barnes. <coughs> sorry. Was having a leading. Uh, was having a field day at 21 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. But Jason Tim had a 22-point double-double. Al Horford, 10 points, 5 rebounds. Robert Williams had a 16-point double-double. Marcus Smart, 13. Dan Schroeder, 20. They got the greatest steal in the world, Dan Schroeder. Perfect. Didn't put much money into him. Like a $6 million deal for one year. He's proving his proving you right now. Josh Richardson's at 15. Then, of course, you have the all the different... Bench players. I don't know what I just read to you that was active right there. Mine's Jalen Brown on um on on the injury report. I don't see anyone. I don't see him giving up Dan Schroeder. Could they? Maybe. But who's what's likely for them to do that? I don't see. Them giving up Jalen Brown. Because 
The Celtics won, and if I remember this correctly, not only did they want Ben Simmons, but they also wanted Tobias Harris. So now you're adding more value to the pot. So now they're like, whoa, you want two of our valued players? This organization, you need to throw your lucky charms in there. You need to throw your big bucks in there. And that comes with Jalen Jalen Brown and all these different guys. But if they're not going to sacrifice Brown, so to speak, what, what would it be giving up? Picks are obvious. Picks are negotiable. Would Ben Simmons provide a great staff and great assistance to your defensive team? If you need more defense to your team, he's your guy. If you need our playmaker, he's your guy. I've always said to you guys, his play is correctable and can be retweaked and can be refixed. It can be enhanced into something awesome. But his attitude is unjustifiable, it's immature, it's selfish. And it's quite petty, to say the least. And that's not me being harsh. That is me just being blunt. And that is me being real with you guys. And I get we'll have different viewing points on that. Which I completely understand. People will side with the organization. People will side with the player. It just always works that way. It's like a 50-50 split. Majority of the time. Depending on the player and team. Could you try to go straight up, Ben Simmons? Get rid of Tobias Harris? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I do not see this becoming a done deal. This is obviously a crossroad. Obviously, bridges are being burnt right now. Gasoline is just being poured everywhere over the markings and territory of Jalen Brown. The Celtics don't want him to go. They're basically saying, without labeling him that, he's untouchable. He's our prized possession, along with Jason Tatum and all those different athletic players. That's where I'm seeing it right now. I don't think that giving up Jalen Brown would be the smartest. And you can argue, well, whoever, who did he ever be? In that type of argument, that would be foolish. I would see why you, uh, why some people would bring up such argument or such uh, rebuttaling statement to what I just claimed. But here's the truth. Here's the undeniable truth. Just because you did not beat somebody that may be a legend or somebody that's known doesn't mean you're not productive. Like, just because... You're not known by the by the media doesn't mean you're irrelevant. Not to your franchise. I'm just saying. When looking at that, um, there's there's some good reasons there. There's good there's some good point of view. I'm not kidding. I don't know guys, what do you think? Text me at 602-791-2108. Record to heat text line. 
because I am fascinated to hear what you guys have to sing on this because who knows what this is going to be. Will we see a trade? Will we not see a trade? Will more be thrown into the um, pot? Will it not be? Will it be reduced? Who knows? Like, who absolutely knows? Like, no one knows for sure besides the two organizations. It's going to be very interesting. Not going to lie. It's going to be very, very interesting. But it's going to be very interesting on how everything is worked, worded, processed, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Also, on the breaking news spectrum, since we're talking about the seventy, um, talking about the Celtics, and there was one player that spent his time with the Celtics, who put up a huge game. Seems like a sixty-point game. It was something crazy, huge game, going out of his mind. After the after the tragic passing of his sister. I am pleased to announce and I am excited to announce that Courtside Heat will be taking on the tall the tall task, but the one of the most exciting tasks to complete the 60th pick documentary of Isaiah Thomas. I love Isaiah Thomas. I think his com uh, his comeback stories can be amazing. He's one heck of a ball player. I want him back in this league. And I said to you guys, I legit said to you guys that if no one else was going to make a 60th pick documentary, and I saw people on social media, they were like, we want a 60th pick documentary. This is going to be an amazing documentary. Well, here we go. I'll make the 60th pick documentary. I'll spread it everywhere. I'm going to make this the coolest most insane, awe-inspiring comeback story ever. Show his true potential that the media will never cover. His entire career, his college. I'm going to make this the great 60th pick. And why you want to roof this man in the drive he has. That's going to be in the documentary. That's going to be in the documentary. I'm excited. I'm excited. I was, telling, I was telling my dad, you know, even though my medical emergency, when I had my seizure, my first ever seizure, scariest thing ever. Scary. It was, it was bad. But because of that, I was actually working on another documentary project I announced. I scrapped it because it was not going to work for you or I. But I was like, you know what? That night, one in the morning, I go to bed. Why? Because I couldn't get anywhere with the document I was working on. I was frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'll just work on it Saturday morning. But because I couldn't, I've now been able to have a newfound idea that you guys want to see so bad. So since it's in public demand and people want to see it, I'm giving it to you guys. The trailer will be released within the next week. And that is no lie. 
I am just so, 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 so excited. I can't tell you how pumped I am. How pumped I was to say, you know what? I am going to do that. So without further ado, guys, you're going to get your 60th pick documentary. I'm excited to create it. I'm excited to create it. That was also part of my breaking news. To also tie into my announcement. Whatever, but this is huge. I'm excited. So check us out. If you love documentaries, this ain't going to be no cheesy documentary. This is going to be real deal. This is going to be legit. This is going to be legit. I'm excited. Man, this is going to be a good documentary. I won't miss, I won't, I won't let you guys miss it. I'm going to make this thing so premiere that the whole world of social media will know what it is and where to find it because everybody must see this documentary. More dates on that will be available. We you know what else is unavailable right now? Uncertainty can happen, but some dates are coming. Danny Age, who stepped down from his role with the with his former team, the Boston Celtics, of whom he played with back in his heyday. Danny Age could be the new general manager of the Portland Trail Blazers if Neil Oshiel, Oshie is fired. If Neil is fired, if their current general manager is fired because of an ongoing investigation of misconduct within the work environment of that work setting, not to the extreme of what we saw with Robert Sarver and what's still going on, but the NBA is also having another investigation featuring the general manager. But that is something that's going to be very, very interesting because this could be very real. He could be the next general manager of the Blazers. And imagine if that will convince Damian or not. Now, if Portland does not move on from O'Shea, there is an expectation that former Boston Celtics president of basketball operations would be a target, would be a huge suitor, would be a very compatible suitor to run the team's basketball operations. This is according to Chris Mantic of Sports Illustrated. This would be something huge for that team. Even if Oshie, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your last name, but if Neil does or doesn't get fired, you could see, you could 100% see the rise of Danny Age in the Portland Trail Blazers front office. How exciting would that be? Because I detailed last year, or this past offseason, whenever it was, when he stepped down from being their basketball, uh, president of basketball operations. Basketball president of operations. And now he's just a consultant for Brad Stevens and the Celtics. But imagine if he moves on to become either the president of operations for Portland or, and or 
the general manager of Portland. That or is going to be so critical. So depending on what that investigation finds, we could be seeing a new GM or a new basketball president of operations, president of basketball operations. I am legit excited for this. I think we should keep an eye out for this, even though it's not one of the top stories that everyone wants to have at their fingertips. It's still an incredible story to see unfold and see happen as the former NBA champion could be landing a new gig in the near future. Now, moving into our topic of the day, that was it for top news of the week. It was a very, 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 very short one for sure, very short. The breaking news was short and wow, can that squeak any louder? But it was very short for, it was very short indeed. But this topic's gonna take up some time. As the question's been staged, we all have been wondering should we be surprised with bad teams from last season being phenomenally good, being phenomenal on top this season? I'll repeat the question. Should we be surprised with bad teams from last season being phenomenally on top this season? Case in point, and I believe this is valid, Wizards, Bulls, first two, Grizzlies, Kings, Thunder, Cavaliers, Hornets, or should we be surprised? The Wizards have done a complete 180 despite going to the postseason last, last season. They were still a rough team. They had a bad fall with Russell Westbrook. They knew it was time to go on. Now it's just going to be a one-year transaction. Now, it gets interesting. Now, the wizard, Wizards are valued. They're aiming free. They are on top. Make no mistake, they're on top. They are tied with the Bulls for first place. They are beating out the Heat by half a game. Same with the Nets. Same with the 76ers. And then, going so forth down. The Wizards has transformed their team completely. They added... Kyler, um, they added Kyle Kuzma, Montreal Harrell, Spencer Dinwiddie, KCP, because who remembers in the Lakers-Wizards trade, what was seemingly a done deal for Buddy Hill to go to the Lake Show was then vetoed for an ex expedited, expedited trade of the Wizards setting over Russell Westbrook to get Kyle Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddie, and KCP. And of course, adding Montrose Harold to the ad mix. They have weapons. You may be saying, what's with Kyle Kuzma? Now he's able to have a good starting point again 
This is his career-high best in points, rebounds, and assists, plus minutes played. He's coming off a winning 22-point uh, game. That is huge. Bradley Beal is also doing very well. The forwards averaging 23 um, points per game, 5.5 rebounds, and have 5.5 assists per game. Roy Hachimori, he's very good. He's very good. Even though he's not played yet, even though he's away, that's going to be something interesting when he comes back. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's going to a chance to shine. He's been having a good breakout. He's been he's been good. People are now watching him. From his days in Brooklyn to now Washington. He's averaging 15 points, five rebounds of five and a half assists per game for the Wizards. That is huge. He's only missed one game so far. So that's something to be said for. Montres Harold. Is averaging 18 points and 9 rebounds per game, 2 assists. That is huge. That is huge. And he's averaging 64% from the field. That is considerably better. So when I'm looking at this team, they have started much better. First place in Eastern Conference. As Eastern Conference got some big, big names. Such as the Heat, Bulls, Nets. 76ers, Knicks, Bucks, Celtics, Hawks. The Bulls are also another team. Let, let's make no mistake here, my friends. The Bulls are in free. Why? It's due to the fact that they transformed their entire roster. They've added DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso. Zach Levine's already there. Nikola Vujovic. Kobe White was there. Um, Derek Jones Jr. They have players. And they're not afraid to go trade for some. Very, very crazy. Very, very crazy indeed. People bashed on DeMar DeRozan. Yet he's averaging 26 points per game. That is his best season. One of his best seasons since 2016 when he averaged 27 points per game. That was his last time with Toronto. One of his last times with Toronto. It, that's just insane. So since you bashed on the 32-year-old, he's came back and whooped everyone's butt and is getting on top. Lonzo Ball has been a huge playmaker. In 34 minutes, he's been averaging 12.5 points. 41% from the field, 5.5 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. Not bad. Alex Caruso, who's coming off the bench, who just tied a career-high uh, steal record for himself of 6 steals. And he's coming off the bench, by the way. He leads the NBA in steals per game. Per game! He's coming off the bench, averaging 8.5 points, nearly 50% from the field, Two and a half rebounds and free uh, free assists per game. He just beat the Dallas Mavericks coming off the bench with 16 points, 6 and 7 from the field, 2 rebounds and 1 assist. That is not bad. 
Not bad at all. That needs to be held a great deal of respect. Zach Levine is doing Zach Levine type stuff. 50% from the field. 26 points from just direct 26 points per game. 5.5 rebounds. 4 assists per game. That is truly phenomenal. And then you're seeing Nikola Vujovic, their center, averaging a double-double per game. Double-double per game. That is insane. This is absolutely insanity. Make no mistake, 13.5 points per game and close enough to 11 rebounds per game. That is truly amazing. I can't tell you how impressive that is. As he's getting the job done. As a former 16th overall pick back in the 2012-2011 NBA draft. Kobe White's also pulling his weight. 15 points per game, 4 rebounds, and close enough to 5 assists. Sure, he's been dealing with injuries, but when he's healthy, he is gold. The Bulls are second in the Eastern Conference. They have turned around their season. Teams immediately, their opponents are experiencing the wrath of Chicago. The media, everyone around the league, fans, you name it, are now experiencing what Billy Donovan can do when he surround when he has good players. And he's able to surround them with good culture and good coaching. The Cavaliers are 7-5, who did lose to Washington yesterday, 97-94. They're going to have some rough patches due to no Colin Sexton for who knows how long. Still trying to determine the severity. But they're 7-5. They're much better. No one could have predicted that. I told you on yesterday's podcast episode, no one saw this coming because no one believed me as no one else was covering the, uh, the Cavaliers like they were doing the prophetic lake show. The Lakers. LA's. It's insane. They're 7-5. And they're 6 in the Eastern Conference. They would be a playoff team right now. They have the same record as the Knicks. They're better than the Bucks. And I think it will also be said on the other end where we have teams failing like the Hawks at 4 and 8, getting off to a really slow start, like the Celtics at 5 and 6, like the Pacers at 4 and 7, like the Bucks at 6 and 6. That's insane. Then when we go to the Western Conference, you're seeing teams like the Grizzlies, six and five at eighth, Kings are five and seven. They will be a playing tournament. The Thunder are are a game and a half out from being in the play, from being in the uh what do you call it, being in the playing tournament. That's crazy to me. The Kings and the Thunder have legitimate chances. Those are the teams. Like, those are the teams. It's just crazy. It just is. You could say the Thunder have a chance. 
to be able to say, you know what? We can finally be in the postseason again with Shea Alexander, Lou Dort, with all these different guys who are just basically scrapping their way through, trying to claw and scrape for something that has positivity, has positive connotations attached to each game. Yesterday, they beat the Pelicans and dropped them to 1-11. It's not good right now for the Pelicans. But the, but the Thunder have been on a three-game winning streak, beating the Lakers twice this season, then the Spurs, then the Pelicans. Friday, 6 p.m., they take on the Kings. Sunday, Nets, Heat, Monday, right? We're getting back down there. It's crazy. That team could be a legitimate playing contender if they continue what they're doing. They're 4-6 right now. Despite the losing record, they're still in contention. They were never ruled out. This this is really, really incredible. This is truly awe-inspiring to see bad teams turn turn a blind, blind eye to their past selves. And they're like, here comes um, a beast unleashed. It's like they had a few monster drinks. Oh, here we go. Wizards are going all out. Bulls are going all out. Cavaliers are going all out. You can see all those different teams. That is truly remarkable. Now, there is a slow start to the year. People can, people can say it's basketballs. People can just say it's just a slow start in general. But it's crazy. The Hornets are, are playing contention. Same with the Celtics. Same with the Raptors, the Bucks. The Pistons are 2-8. They knocked off the 110 uh Rockets yesterday. It's sad. Sad. And real quick, let me just add the Pelicans and Rockets are both searching for their second win. Who's gonna find that first? Who knows? As the Rockets have their next game Friday. And the Pelicans have their next game Friday against the Nets. That's just insane. But that's where we be at. That's where we be at. It's truly incredible when you look at it because it's like, wow, what is happening? This is truly incredible. Not only the Warriors on top, but now they can be compared to the first seed of the East, Wizards and Bulls. And bowls. That is truly insane. Just truly insane. It's so incredible to witness. I'm going to be rooting my heart out for the Cavaliers. As no one listened to me on the Cavaliers. But now eyes are being opened. Now it just depends what growth they can do and what they can progressively do without Colin Sexton. But you guys get where it comes from. So, that should answer the question. Should we be surprised with bad teams from last season being phenomenally on top this season? They're being good. They're being bold. 
and they are being strong in the wins they take. That's huge. That's my topic of the day. That is just it because it is significant. Now to close this out, guys, we have the game of the day, the Watch Out Edition. The Watch Out Edition, who we're watching out for, Heat against the Clippers. Clippers are also trying to fight. Currently, they are 6-4. and four. The Heat are 7-3. and three. It's not too far off, just a game difference. But the Heat will have the advantage. Hopefully, everyone's healthy, ready to go. But I'm going to be taking the Heat in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they won in the blowout. I wouldn't be surprised if they won in a close game. But here I have it where, look, the Heat. I'm going to take the Heat. But that's the game to watch as we only have three games to look out for tomorrow. I'm not even kidding you. Or today. I'm not even kidding you. Because he's got the Raptors, 76ers, Pacers, Jazz. But the game to watch tomorrow, uh, today at 8.30 p.m. Heat against the Clippers. Clippers playing at home. But I'm just going to give the Heat the win to go to 8-4. And, and to drop the Clippers to 6-5. and five. Yeah, 6-5 was correct. So that is where we be at. And without further ado, guys, this is where we start to end the podcast episode. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast as we've broke everything down from breaking news to asking the most difficult question to answer because when you want to try to wrap your brains around this, it's difficult because we never saw this before until now. It's unlike anything we've seen and it's truly unprecedented and I hope it continues. As I am your host, Josh Phoenix, you know where to find us. Cords of Heat, look us up on Google. We have our Google My Business, all our social media, the podcast links. We have everything right here, right now. This is the podcast. You know where to find us. We'll be back here Friday morning as we will be wrapping up the week with our special podcast episode. We may even do a Sunday edition. We may, we may. It just depends how everything goes. But guys, without further ado, thank you for listening. Again, uh, comment, share, rate us. This will be all truly appreciated as we are just growing our reach and we can't wait to see more NBA action and we can't wait for to get our hands on college basketball even more. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. And without any more hesitation, let's have the outro music take us out right here, right now. Go Suns. We are the Valley. We are Valley proud. And without further ado, let's have the outro music take us out now.